0: you're delusional. Let's start there. You got your perspective.
1: I just wanna be happy, don't you wanna be happy? Welcome to another episode of Perfectly Mentored. I'm your host, Jason Portnoy. My guest today is, uh, actually, if you don't know who this man is, an introduction's not gonna do anything. You've been living under a rock. You don't know who this guy is. Something's wrong, because he's everywhere. The man, the myth, the legend, Gary Vaynerchuk. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, brother. He's also the reason, by the way, that we're here right now and doing this today. He was a man that told me, start a podcast, and if I do a certain amount of episodes, he'd be on. So true to his word, so happy to have you on. Thank Thanks, you so James. much. I'm proud of you, bro. You always get the same questions. Your answers yep. are usually the same, which yep. is a good thing. It means you're staying consistent. Yep. But I'm wondering, how many of these questions are just self-validation questions where they already know the a answer lot. to it? A lot. Does that, does that trouble you at all?
0: No, I'm, I don't think when you're trying to provide value that you get to decide what the value is. That's actually giving. See, people don't get it. Like, Gary, if you're fully of yourself, mm, look a little bit deeper. Like, like, I have no ambition to dictate the value that I provide. I have ambition of providing the value the person wants. So if somebody wants to roll up and they need four minutes of my time while I'm running to my next meeting and I'm busy, but because nothing gets me more hyped than like bringing humans value, um, that they need validation, even though I know 92% of the time that's literally what's gonna happen in this micro moment, I'm thrilled to do it because then if they go fucking do it, they start a podcast and get an interview with me.
1: Awesome. But then it it goes to the next level too, right? You go to all these conferences. I was just at a conference where people are talking about game-changing, life-changing conference, <laughs> and then people come home and I question how many people three months later have their lives changed. It goes back to the feeling of people like listening to your content and consume it. They like the feeling of being motivated, but then there's work that has to be done after it, and I don't think people like that feeling.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why I talk about trying to find things you like, not making money the variable of happiness. like. You know, I genuinely believe, I really do, that long-term I will be far more validated because I just really really know that what I'm speaking about is just tried and true human behavior with an understanding of modern day contextual technology advancements, right? So things are exaggerated, right? Like and things of that nature. And so I yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, you you know this. Like I make content that literally says stop watching me, go do it, and then they go and watch somebody else that charges them for the information. So like yeah, I mean, like people, people like consuming motivational content because they think they're actually doing something. I think it's like watching somebody else work out. a <laughs> good point. And so I'm hoping that, but this is why I like to talk my truth. It's the 97th time somebody saw, like the amount of people that have hit, this is why reading every comment matters. Do You know how motivating it is when you read a comment that says, Gary Vee, I watched you for four months, I loved you. Then I thought you were a dick face. I didn't watch you, but now I'm back and now, I've been watching it for a year and a half. And just yesterday, that post with you in the barn is the reason now I did it. And I'm like, fuck, the thing I did in the barn, I've done 874 times, just not in the barn and not with that word and not with that meme title. And it was this time, after 17 months, four months of which they thought I was a douchebag, that it was the piece of content that actually got them to actually go to the gym and work out. I'm into it.
1: So is it flattering if someone's like, oh, I yes. can't listen. I can't listen to, <laughs> I can't listen to, to Gary anymore. He just says the same thing over and over. He's flattering. repetitive.
0: Yeah. Why in the world would I make up shit to like entertain you on fucking Instagram? I will never be historically incorrect at the moment I said it. I will never say anything I don't believe in. I will never say it. I don't need the likes. I don't want the money. I don't need the admiration, which is what I really like. I don't need any of that to say something I don't believe in.
1: Got it. So, and another thing that you are very clear on is is hustling, working hard, uh, hard work ethic.
0: I think hard but work matters.
1: I I agree with you, but there's this whole wave. I, I don't there's, know if you've seen of people coming in now. Are you of, kidding? Of, of I'm saying the one who's fucking work, no the... work life balance. Of course, that you shouldn't work hard. I'm the one, work, I'm the work one hard. that
0: gets picked on for that because the manifestation of me believing in hard work has been you know. I say that I sleep six, seven, and eight hours and that nobody should do anything that doesn't make them happy and that making $47,000 a year and being happy is amazing and yet people wanna make me the poster child of overworking and burning yourself out. I get it, I understand what happens once you hit a certain tier. I also understand that maybe I could've done a better job earlier in the process of my career in creating clarification. Thus, I'm okay with getting link baited into some of these conversations. But um, listen, I believe in work-life balance. I just think my work-life balance is different than yours. I also think that happiness needs to be thought about, and like when you love what you do, like, this is my hobby.
1: You also have to know what you want, right? Correct. If, if, if you and want to be a billionaire, you're not going to do it yeah, by and, just sleeping all day. Yeah, and by the way, let
0: me say it one more time because I've got to clarify it all the fucking time. <laughs> I'll say it for the nine thousandth fucking time: the pursuit of trying to buy the New York Jets is my passion because it allows me to play the game that I love. I love being a businessman the way a lot of you love playing football, the way a lot of you love to ski, the way a lot of you love to read, the way a lot of you love to cook, watch Netflix, hang out with your friends. If given the option, besides garage sailing and watching the Jets professionally, forget about family, that's on a pedestal that nothing can touch outside of spending time with my inner family and closest friends, and outside of garage selling and watching the Jets, there's nothing I'd rather do than work a 15 hour day.
1: You're self aware, you know you.
0: And I always have. This is why I shoveled snow and did lemonade. And I washed fucking cars as a seven year old all day long on August 9th, because it's what I like and i'm not going to judge somebody who wants to work 9 to 5 be on 13 fucking softball teams and play fucking video games all day and make 42k a year if she and he are pumped as fuck they're equal to me because i know a bunch of miserable fucking billionaires and i know a lot of fucking happy 55k a years and everything in between so here's my thing if you listen carefully i'm only spitting two core things you be self aware and you make yourself happy and don't let anything other variables, you adjust to macro variables. And two, this is what makes me happy. A lot of people are spitting their ideology on other people, especially after they've already accomplished something.
1: So you talk patience too, right? That, that people should be patient in in the pursuit of their goals. At what point does patient just become delusion?
0: A lot of times.
1: Oh, So what are the hacks or the tips that you, for them to be self-aware to know when to just when when is patience just run its course? If you've been course? doing
0: the same thing for seven years and nothing good has happened, you're delusional. Let's start there. It's a, that's a test, I believe in that. If there's been no progress in your rap career, or in your art, or your video blog, and you've been doing it every day for seven years, as hard as you can, and nothing has happened, the market has spoken. That's one way. Now, is that four years, is that two years, do people jump off? Like You need to see some level of progress to keep you, having blood in the water to get you going. But sometimes there is a breakthrough because if the machine is in between you and the market, well then you gotta be discovered. But the reason now I think it's more pure is because SoundCloud and Spotify and YouTube and Shopify and Amazon, now you get the feedback loop so fast and it isn't the arbitrary subjective call. The reason it took some of the greatest stars of all time 11 years to break through is because other people had say. People didn't see Gaga's talent. They thought she was weird. Somebody thought she wasn't weird, she breaks out. But Lady Gaga today, she goes on fucking YouTube and fucking Spotify Direct and the market speaks quicker. People are more famous quicker now if they have the talent because nobody's in the middle. This is why I talk in general terms on content, of course, because I don't have the context, but if somebody sat here and I listened for 40 minutes, I would tell them if they're delusional or just impatient. And most people are impatient and delusional. Fair. I mean, that's just the reality of it.
1: You, you speak to a lot of young startup entrepreneurs that you get approached all the time for advice, but here at Vayner, you work with a lot of big companies. What can some of the young entrepreneurs learn from the big companies, and what could big companies learn from the young entrepreneurs?
0: That's a great question, and honestly, I would argue that that is a core strength of mine that I play in both worlds, and so I'm able to like see the common themes. I think big companies can learn that process for the sake of process, is the worst thing of all time and that's all they've become and that long-term marathon running and building a business is better than every 90 days but they're stuck because they pander to wall street i think startups are impatient underestimate scale pander to vc you know big companies pander to wall street startups pander to vcs neither panders to the end consumer i genuinely believe that because i pander to the end consumer the audience that I am who I am. Wine Library was what Wine Library was. VaynerMedia is. Everybody panders to things in the middle that mean nothing.
1: How important is attention when you're doing all this? Getting the, the most. So if I'm if this interview is not heard by
0: anybody, it's not a great use of time other than sharpening your craft, right? Yeah. Which is not horrible, but like it's better if it gets heard. And the reason I film everything is Dustin's gonna watch this and he's gonna take a clip. And if one of them. Achieves 1.5 million in views on Instagram at the moment of scale. That's a good day because we've created more. And then awareness. again, podcast number
1: two. That's right. So, if attention matters, what's yes. what's going on in the in the marketing industry right now? There's a lot of pollution. A lot of bottom feeders coming out. Um, you know, I do paid media for a lot of clients, and they're preaching that whole get spend a dollar, make ten dollars. And clients are starting to think that they need to see a ten. You talking X about ROAS? Yeah. all clients are now sitting there saying a dollar should make ten dollars but it's crazy but it's crazy for me when I run ads like for myself one x is great because if I'm getting my money back and my marketing content is still out there and I'm still building a brand that's amazing how do we clean up the marketing industry and, and reset the expectations that clients have
0: letting the market do what it always does Do you know that everybody who picks on me for telling people that you don't need to make a lot, there are literally people now pushing back on my thesis that you can be happy without making a lot of money. This is literally now happening. Like watching it, I'm like this is remarkable. Let me explain how I plan on addressing that. By not addressing it until the economy collapses and then making some comments on how historically correct I was.
1: So the market will course correct and take away all the bottom feeders.
0: And your control in this scenario is when a client says to you, no, bro, I need $10 ROAS, you're like, thank you very much, I'm not the guy for you.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. Great, me too. And, and when the guys post that they could get 10X, I offer to hire them, and then they disappear.
0: Funny how that works.
1: Yeah, if you could, if you could speak to every entrepreneur in the world, you're on? You're on I'm planning on it. Well, with this podcast. Yes, uh, of course. If you're standing on top of a mountain, yes. you could have the attention of every single entrepreneur in the world, what would you tell them?
0: Real entrepreneurs or people that are claiming to be entrepreneurs during this era?
1: Real hardworking entrepreneurs.
0: How lucky did we get that we didn't end up being athletes? Why is that? Because they have to retire at 36.
1: I mean, you just brought up something really, really good. You work with a lot of athletes. I'm just curious from your mindset, I asked Brandon Snyder the same question. What are some of the common characteristics between the most successful athletes and the most uh, successful business people you've met?
0: Preparation, competitiveness, deep passion for the fucking game. I mean, that's a real entrepreneur she or he loves it so much. They couldn't be, I mean, my actions have spoken long before entrepreneurship was cool. I could. I was not capable of being a student because of my deep passion for entrepreneurship. It was baseball cards, it was baseball cards that didn't allow me to be a good student. I was incapable of sitting in class and not dreaming about selling Bo Jackson cards. It took me over. But for some reason, when you're an athlete and you're missing a bunch of school for because you're a great athlete, or when you're Beyonce being homeschooled, right? That makes sense, but not for entrepreneurs, right? Doesn't seem like you're allowed to miss a ton of school. If you're an unbelievable actor, actress, singer, athlete, missing normal school is something that all of us in this room and listening right now understand. You're like, oh yeah, that's what happens. Like, you're the best quarterback in the world? Yeah, you gotta throw with the quarterback. You miss first class, you know? But not for entrepreneurs, but that's who I was. I used to do baseball card shows. Baseball card shows in Jersey in the 90s were Thursday to Sunday. So you'd pay for a table for Thursday to Sunday. But I have to, I had to start Friday afternoon after school. I had to overpay for my tables and try to make back my nut on Friday afternoon, Saturday and Sunday.
1: I'm, I'm curious to hear what- I should have
0: fucking missed school on Thursday.
1: I'm curious to hear what your answer would have been. Let's say you were standing on top of the mountain to talking to fake wannabe entrepreneurs.
0: I would say, hey gals and guys, you're about to deal with a very difficult scarlet letter. You live as an entrepreneur wannabe in 2019, which means your propaganda on your Instagram account is painting a life. Sooner than later, the economy will collapse. You will then have to go work at Chase Bank or at, you know, somewhere else, and you're going to have to stop showing the facade of being a successful entrepreneur. And so the sooner you could start telling the truth of actually being an entrepreneur and in the process of trying to win versus what, entrepreneurship got cool. Super fun for me, rappers, sneakers. It's been amazing, I'm super happy. I'm also unbelievably prepared for it to be demonized the way big banks were in 2008 when the shit hits the fan and prepared for all the comments that, you Gary, you fucked me up. You told me entrepreneurship, now I'm this. Really, because
1: you didn't listen. But you make it look easy, right? I don't watch LeBron play and sit there and say, oh, I could be the basketball player. Right? I I watch business people and you're like, but you're not
0: watching. LeBron, you actually see it and you don't actually see it because you just see the byproduct at night. We're not, LeBron's fucking in the weight room right now. LeBron's in, like, LeBron's eating healthy as fuck. LeBron's watching film on Ben Simmons right now. You don't see that. I'm in fucking meetings 17 hours a day. And my attempt to vlog everything really doesn't work because there's so much sensitive information, but. Lately I've had a couple of these mega blogs, right, blogs where people are seeing my whole day and these are fucking four to seven hour videos on YouTube and people are fucking going crazy why I'm realizing. Like who the fuck wants to watch seven hours? I mean I'm humbled, but what I realize is mmm, now they're actually starting to see certain things. They're like oh, that's how he treats people? Fuck, if he's doing that and he's nice to everybody, and I think I'm somebody because I have 4,000 followers on Instagram, maybe I'm doing this wrong. And so, yeah man, when it really gets to the Truman Show and people are really why, when somebody a little bit braver than me shows every single thing, like if I was just, if I didn't have a company with clients and employees, I'd show everything, I'm just not. But I kind of sometimes dream of it because that's what's been great about these mega vlogs. So well,
1: you then get the- you would
0: really see it and then it wouldn't seem so easy. You go read the client comments on the four episodes I put up that are long, they're like, fuck, that looks exhausting. How the fuck does he have energy to say what's up and answer the same fucking thing? Have you watched one of them? No. Have you? So what's your hot take on it? I mean, I just can't believe you like, have
1: saying yes
0: to the selfies over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> and the patience and the attention and the sheer energy it takes when you have attention.
1: Yeah, but I mean, so you probably get this Push back a lot. Easy for Gary to say, right? He's made it, he's, he's there. Hear it every e- day. Easy for Gary to say. I'll do that too and if, I, I'm, paid, I, I if hear, I'm paid millions I, of dollars a year. I hear way
0: worse. I hear fake manipulations of my story. Just one more time, because we're having an on the record day. I walked into my dad's business doing $3.8 million in sales, grew it to a $60 million business. So you weren't or-
1: handed it like some other people say.
0: Of course not, I left at 34 years, guys, if I was handed a $60 million business, why would I start VaynerMedia in the conference room of Buddy Media because I didn't have enough money for rent? No, what I did, unlike all you fuckers, was I gave the 12 best years of my life to my parents who I love the most, built them a $60 million business, and walked to 34 with no fucking money. Now what? Now what, dick? Now what? So, yes, people say easy for you to say That's and by the way, It's what everybody does. And by the way, cool, easy because I have talent. That I'll respect, but I put in the work. Like, you know what else is easy? Being attractive. (laughs) You know how how amazing it is if you're born beautiful, boy or girl, it's, let me save people time. We're on white privilege right now, we're on rich, it's gonna come to beautiful. Because people are starting to get deep on like their thinking. One of the great things to happen in your life is to be a fucking smoke show a fucking male fucking model. Gorgeous as fuck. Oh, I always said cuz let me tell you you know. I always you said I, this.
1: I always said if if I could come back in life as a hot woman yes. on Instagram knowing the marketing I got, skills the I way, have. By the
0: way, just so geez. everybody understands so they're not confused, if you were a highly I'm talking like a 10, yeah. male or female, your life is much better. Doors open that never could have opened.
1: It's like something. Dustin,
0: you you getting invited to go to uh, Ibiza for a week, (laughs) all expense paid, everything taken care of, shopping sprees? You're invited to the fire Festival. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So like, there's a ton of, here's my thing. I'm just not judging anybody. You know what I think is a better advantage than fucking being born into something? Being born into nothing. I'm on the record. Remember I said it. Can't wait to watch it in 20 years. The internet, the way it is today, I'd rather have zero than 100 million. People that have zero are like, this fucking guy's an idiot. That's because you don't talk to trust fund babies. I do. I talk to trust fund babies. They DM me. I meet them in real life because of my business career. They're fucking sad. Do Do you know what it's like to talk to a human being that looks at you at 22 years old and says, no matter what I do, no matter what I do for the next 80 years, it will never be my own accomplishment. Everybody will always say I was handed it and I'm done. Do you know what kind of level of depression, cocaine, and partying until you die that leads to? A lot.
1: Both sides are always gonna come the other side as 100%, has it and by
0: the way, nor do I expect anybody that grew up the way I did in a studio apartment in Queens to have sadness for Richard Thompson III. They will say what I always hear, which is, cool, I'll cry in my Ferrari. That's because you don't know what crying is, dick. Because smiling in your fucking Toyota is way better than crying in your Ferrari. But you can stay confused, and when you get there, why don't you call good old Gary and tell me how it actually feels? Crying is never acceptable. Not interesting, AKA being sad and depressed and not happy. People are fucking confused. If you think a fucking Ferrari or some fucking hot Supremes or a fucking pretty girl or boy or a yacht is gonna make you happy, you're just not smart about life. You go do you. Everybody should do whatever the fuck they want. I'm one person, I do not, on the record, I'm in the on the record kind of mode today, I genuinely do not believe that my points of view are more valuable than anybody else's I've ever met. I genuinely feel that way. I, I genuinely do. Do I subconsciously understand that my thoughts on business, probably since I've been doing it every day of my life for the last fucking 37 years, carry some weight more than somebody who's drawn every day for 37? Probably but maybe they're just a natural talent, they see it differently. Like, like I don't get high on my supply, I enjoy sharing, I enjoy admiration, I enjoy content, I enjoy humans tremendously, but I'm gonna die and nobody's gonna, like I'm gonna have a day, I feel like at this point, like I'm feeling confident and I'm gonna have a good, like I definitely feel like people are gonna f- like share their favorite memories, like, I feel like I'll have a little bit of, i a day, half, half a day, like I'll trend for a few It's gonna few be minutes. a tough speaking I,
1: gig at your funeral, eh? Yeah, I don't Forget know get that gig. That.
0: You know, but like I genuinely think, like, and then what? Right? Prince died. Fucking, you know, like Michael Jackson died. These people made global fucking impact. You know what I mean? So like, but I'm, but I, but I'm. What? I don't care what anybody thinks, and nor do I think my value on anybody, my opinion on anybody matters. I do have a yearning to communicate, and so I'll do that. More than welcome to listen or not.
1: I want to let you end with just a pitch. Talk yep. about Empathy Wines and why you got started and, 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 go, I and go into that. that.
0: appreciate that, it's very kind. Uh, I grew up in the wine business. I'm very fascinated by direct-to-consumer wine uh, brands. I knew I had a ton of leverage with farmers. Uh, I just knew that I could make a 40 to $60 wine for 20 bucks and I was curious of what kind of side hustle that would look like. And most importantly, John Trauman and Nate Schroeder have been with me for a decade. Admins, interns, came all the way up the system and it felt like it was time to take a swing with them as my partners. So I get to put kids on that that the Dustins and the Seth's who are sitting here right now could be like I mean, I assume, I'm, I don't want to speak for them, but like, it's probably cool to be like, knowing you're coming in on the ground floor, you're hustling, grinding, working, we work hard, but then when you get to look at those guys and be like, they own a winery? And you're like, well, maybe I can, like, like, it's always good to see, it's why it's so powerful to see something, right? It's powerful to see, for me, I'm sure as a kid, I don't remember seeing immigrants from the old country make it. It's powerful to see somebody from the hood make it. It's powerful to see a woman. This is why I love amplifying stories of like all different shapes and sizes because all you need to do is see one, right? So it's great. It makes me happy. It feels like all that, you know, I ask of my people that are in my most inner circle to work hard, to, to not, you know, you can work at VaynerMedia and get paid more. You're more than welcome, but there's something really rad if you're willing to. I'm asking them to do what I did. I was 34 years old. There's not a lot of people on earth that have ever built something as quickly as I did. On Earth, there's plenty that are built way bigger. But if you take them 7.7 billion fucking people, the amount that have taken something and grown it in seven years the way I did, for somebody else, gets real small, real fast.
1: Look, one out of all the things you've accomplished and there's a lot that people admire you for, I think, being this is my second time at VaynerMedia, the one thing that I could tell you as a business owner thats more, that's the most impressive out of it all is the culture you built here of the people that will go all in for you and that's just incredible. And that only
0: comes in one way. There is no fucking drinking Kool-Aid. You don't trick humans. You could trick them for a few minutes but not sustained at scale. <laughs> like I keep, like, people like Kool-Aid, snake oil salesman, I read these comments and like, how do you not understand what 20 fucking years of sustained growth
1: means like at 20 in, at 21 there's very few people i would stay till 8 p.m 9 p.m to go work for if the fact that you have an entire office of people that's just willing to just give you their nights give you their weekends impressive
0: and the fucking hundreds and hundreds of thousands behind it that are trying to get in yeah right like people are like oh you, they work so hard i'm like this isn't fucking soviet russia and they, you know, you know what the best part is, and Seth probably knows better than us. But this has been a quick learn. Like, I also put them on when they don't want to be here anymore. Like, to me, it's not like, you know, it'd be oh, it'd be one thing if like Seth's like, you know what, I'm going to work at Audible, and I'm like, go fuck yourself. I would literally email the fucking CEO of Audible first. I'd be like, Dick, why didn't you talk to me? I would have got you a better, I would have got you more money at Audible. <laughs> that would have been the first reaction. Second, I would have fucking like the next thing I do like. There's a way to live life. I understand what it looks like and it's very basic. People have made shit real complicated. When you're fulfilled, you can start giving. So I'm fulfilled emotionally, right? The end, so I'm capable to give and there are people out there that are that way and I'm thankful that I'm one of them. One thing I'm concerned about is as I get bigger, people using me to make themselves bigger, the counter to my message is money makes you happy. And people are going to fall
1: for it. Look, I use you as fuel. When, when I first met you and I said, how would you build an agency? Because I'm building an agency. And Gary seriously looked me in the eyes and said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't build an agency. I'm like, hmm, okay. Well, there goes that. That's the plate And then I went home and I'm like, and it took me like a couple of days. Like my, my wife, my friends, they're all like, what's wrong? I'm, I'm like, I'm like, wow, that was just deflating. And they're like, you're letting one guy dictate you what you're going to do? Go. Like, Snap out of the it. The same like, way. I he doesn't really know that. you. He, do, he, he doesn't know the context behind what you want to do. Uh, Just I love that. That snap make, out of it and go do. That's
0: exactly right. And the point I was trying to make to you is like, Oh, and it got at, bigger
1: and better since then. Makes so, sense. Yeah.
0: And, and the point is like, and also look at why I said that. Because I'm self aware of what would make me happy. I genu- dude, if I buy the New York Jets, people are gonna shit their pants. Like it's gonna be fucking litty out there. Like people are gonna lose like, <laughs> you know me, people will go on to, like if I buy the New York Jets, the amount of people that will go on to do incredible things will be extraordinary. Because I'm one of the first humans, because of technology, not because I'm special, this is what made Muhammad Ali special, right? He was calling his shots and he used television. I will be one, Like when I buy the Jets in 27 years, there will be 35 years of propaganda at scale that I told you I was going to, it'll just be overwhelming.
1: And you know what? Still, people will shit on you and sit there and say, "Yeah, but for every person that called that they were gonna do it, I mean, everyone goes on social media and calls their shots."
0: Yeah, listen, and I feel right. bad for those people. Like, like if you live a life of cynicism, shit's, there's there's almost nothing that the two things that are most unattractive to me are hypocrisy and cynicism. Mm-hmm. They're just not attractive. And Not that everybody has a little like I like I. I was cynical to Tom Brady. I'm still trying to figure out how to stay cynical to Tom Brady in the face of data. Yeah. So I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just emotion, but I'm willing to do that in sports, not real life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like
1: in sports. Well, that's your escapism. Yeah. You don't want to go in. I hate in- Paul yeah. Pierce,
0: but do I really?
1: Yeah. Tom Brady. Tom Brady wants Vayner Talent to rep him. Do you do it?
0: Probably not. And by the way, like I, and this is why I say that. Yeah. When Steve Ross bought a piece of VaynerMedia, he offered me a percentage of the Dolphins. I could walk around Earth right now, and people don't, you know how that is, people don't know full percentages, and like, I'm loud, and it, people think it's bigger than it was, right? Like three points, it's one point, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, six fucking years ago, I could be walking around for the last seven years, being like, well, you know, I'm part NFL owner, you could, I could say it. like, whoa, And you, you
1: can't know? own the Jets.
0: I mean, I could've, because yeah. the owner of the Browns, I think, owned a piece of the Steelers, I could've. I just hate the fucking Dolphins, bro. I'm a Jets fan.
1: Well, it's going to be a sad day for all of us when you actually do buy the <laughs> Jets I agree. and then this, all, this whole thing ends. Gary, thank you so much. You, really buddy. appreciate yeah, it. You
0: did a good job. Finally, a place where you don't have to hear and as many of you know if you're watching this, uh, I've got a Jersey potty mouth. I grew up in Jersey in the 80s and it's the way I communicate. When I first started making content in the business world, I cursed in the mid-2000s and it was stunningly unacceptable and it probably bothered a lot of people. As time moved on and our culture moved on, a bigger percentage of people became okay with some of the colorful language. However, a big percentage is not everyone. And more importantly, deploying empathy and caring about the audience is ultimately the only thing I truly believe in. I don't want to change who I am and nor will I ever because at the end of the day I want to put my head on my pillow and I want to be happy. However, I also don't expect people to conform into me. I have to conform into them because ultimately they're the audience. For that reason, I'm super excited about having a curse-free channel. So many of you understand that my themes actually can help so many people that maybe don't like the colorful language, but I don't want that to be a part of the reason that they can't consume the macro message, the real meaning, and I surely don't want anybody to fold or conform into me. This is an incredibly important chapter in my career, an unbelievably exciting channel for me and I hope you enjoy it for the rationale
1: behind its creation.